So we're starting. This is like starting, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> this I... Lebanese Canadian artist has been acting since the age of 10. He trained at George Brown's cartooning program and is also an alumnus of the act of the Actors Conservatory. In 2016, he was chosen as a cast member of the award-winning and fan-favorite Netflix show Shadowhunters. He has also starred and co-produced the award-winning online show That's My DJ, and his latest project is an EP, Love Letter to a Fandom. Please welcome to the show, Jade Hasune. Yeah. G- lovely intro. Thank you. You're welcome, and happy belated birthday to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> what did you do to celebrate? Uh, I was in New York City with lovely Amira here, and oh, okay. uh, we were uh, guests on a big talk show called Build, Build Series. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I saw AOL your build. I saw your uh, your your video, your story, I think. Yeah. And they, they take like portraits of people. Yeah, they do. And put them on like the wall. epic people. Like yeah. J-Lo is on that wall. And then they're like, oh, I'm just going to add you to this wall. I'm like, okay. Just this random just wall. Like, no problem. <laughs> Every star possible is on it. Ryan Gosling. Uh, so many people. And now like, you. Everyone. And not me. That's which nice. Which is nuts. So that and was your birthday? That was my birthday. Which is, is always such a fun thing to do when... And I love being on set or on stage or doing something I love on my birthday. I think that's the best. Oh, that is so cool. And I'm very casual about like, I don't really do parties anymore that much uh-huh. for it. Not in the last few years. Okay. It's just either I'm, I'm doing my job You're or, or I'm traveling or I'm on set. And so that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, or I do it casual, see some friends, just like chill inside. Nice. One day a big party again, but I don't know. I don't feel the same need as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think I remember when my mom I think she gave me an 18th or n- a 19th birthday party and it was so embarrassing. Oh, mom, I'm old now. <laughs> like, I don't need these anymore. <laughs> you know, let's just go to Swiss Alley or something. Or <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go eat. <laughs> yeah, nice meals. always a good. Gift. Yeah, why not? Why mm-hmm, not? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've 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 lived all over the place. Yeah. Let, so are you born in Lebanon? Or? I'm born in Lebanon. Yeah, in, okay. in Beirut. Oh wow. Yeah. Which I've been told is the Paris of the Middle East. It is, yeah. And it was even more before. It was like the golden age of like, it was like Hollywood of the of the Mediterranean before, like in the 60s. Like wow. 68 was, was like its peak. I think. So the, um, I, had a, I had a guest on, he's the CEO of Paramount Foods. Okay. I think he's from Beirut as well, from okay. Lebanon. Yeah, cool. yeah. So he was telling me he was like in, into jewelry and stuff like nice. that. He had like a jewelry store. Um, how old were you when you left? I was one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so like, you have no memory. No, I have zero memory. My first memories are in, in Switzerland, which in Geneva. Okay, so from, from Beirut? From Beirut to Geneva. Okay. Where Your we were there for like three and a half or? years. Yeah, my parents and my brother and me. Oh, okay, okay. Do you, do you have any memories? I do, yeah. Okay. I, like random ones, like me looking under the carpet at, okay. at, at ants <laughs> and like... Which could be anywhere. It doesn't yeah, have to be Switzerland. No. And, um, you know, like random memories, like my brother and my mom sort of coming back from the daycare and it was raining and my brother gave me this teddy bear like little things like that like random memories older brother yeah okay how how much four, older four years old four years older yeah okay and nice. so he remembers everything from lebanon but i don't and, and then after lebanon was? after lebanon montreal okay so what took your parents to lebanon why did they sorry not to lebanon but to, to geneva from it was from just a, a stop to decide like where are we going to go after yeah, that yeah. because they knew some people and uh 
their story is quite incredible. It's like a it's like a film. Like they Tell me. like I know your mom was a pian or is or was a piano player. Yeah. yeah. And uh they they escaped, you know, like Lebanon was really bad and just war. Imagine 17 years of your life is spent in war, but they still lived on and partied and everything. It's just like once in a while you just had to hide, you know, because things would explode. But <laughs> but then they were like, well, our kids can't live like this, so we got to go. Yeah. And uh, it was the end of it, but they didn't really feel it. But they just wanted a new life for us, which they've done incredibly. And, you know, now I get to do this because they did of that. What they did, yeah. Yeah, and they have a super life now. Like, you know, they have a beautiful house and just like in Montreal? beautiful life. Yeah, in Montreal. What were your, what, like, what have your parents done? Like, what, what's, what was their profession? Are they, are they they've in, in the they've arts? changed like so much. My mom stayed, like, she, she had a job... Um, she got a job like really young at, at a bank in Mon in uh, Lebanon yeah. and, and she was always in the arts because her family is in the arts um but she got that job because she just cause she wanted to work she just wanted to work she was just oh. always wanted to just take care of her own stuff so she got a job pretty young and then you know she just told me like yeah she's like typing i think typing was her first job or something like that and then it just evolved and somehow going through to Geneva she had a link and she started working in another bank there and then that linked to Canada and then she's been like doing that stuff but now she works for another company but she's always been in administration and my father's changed like a million times his career yeah. he does everything really now he's a contractor but he's gone through so many different things and always finds a way to make stuff work you know so I've learned a lot from him that you can really create something mm -hmm. when it looks like there's nothing yeah yeah what about big brother Big Brother's an architect. Oh, wow. Yeah, Big Brother's an architect and an interior designer and also an artist and uh, kind of a genius. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like a genius. And so, yeah, I've got a really cool family. That's so neat. <laughs> yeah. That is so neat. Um, what? So, uh, y your mother played piano. Uh, Did she teach you? Uh, kind of. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Her stories are amazing too because there's a war and like mm -hmm. her father bought her a piano, but that was only available like on the last floor of this building that had no electricity and she had to like go upstairs with the candle to play and it was like super creepy. Oh my but goodness gracious. She just loved it and wanted to do it. That's like literally like a movie. It's uh, I, I swear to I could, go I could write so many movies. To go to this place. Yes. And she just adored it. And uh, she's always been musical and so she's just so passionate she's always been passionate about the arts but mm -hmm. sort of is more excited about seeing me do it than to pursue it herself at, at the most potential that it could be you know yeah. and i it's just i don't know i've always grown up with it around it and even as a little kid like my mom would play and my brother and i would just be there and like burst into tears and stuff just because we were so touched by it you oh. know because it's such a beautiful thing and um and then as a kid i took lessons and yeah you know i just it was just normal and i would draw too because my mom did and my, my grandfather did and all that so it was just like a thing i did as a kid the first thing i did was doodle you know and create stories on paper and that was my first expression i guess as like a two-year-old yeah i wanted to ask you because you, so there's acting yeah there's there's now music which which i understand is like your huge passion oh yeah um dance fashion yeah graphic design and i don't know if like if game like you've created a game or something you've helped design a game i wish i wish no i i uh, i'm acting i'm acting in a game it's okay. like um yeah it's like motion capture oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah it's called starlink so tell what was your what was your first first 
pursuit in the arts? What was your first thing you 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 sort of did? The first thing I did was yeah. was well maybe dance probably when I was a tiny baby. Yeah. But, but it was drawing. Okay. All I needed was paper and a pen, mm-hmm. and I would just sit down for hours and create sound effects and the whole entire story, which I've done my entire school education is how I spent it, like doodling and creating mm-hmm. stories. So that was my first natural way to express my art. And then you went to George Brown for... Like, I did that at the end, see, because oh, wow. I never wanted to pursue it as a career. I didn't. Yeah. I never wanted to taint to... to to just lose my passion for the natural flow of it because okay. it's interesting because like art once it becomes a job it changes it changes mm. and it it loses its um it's like a tap you know like it's either flowing or it's not flowing and when you involve the mental aspect of like trying to make money and stuff like that it blocks the flow of creativity because it's such a different source i find so i always kept it um to myself and private and personal it was something i did to feel good and relaxed yeah so i never pursued it as a career yeah. acting as a kid when i understood oh my god these people on tv like that's what they do that that's their job like they don't go to an office they do that yeah and i was like okay i'm gonna do that i want to do that yeah no, i'm gonna do that yeah and, and when i understood it was a thing and then i decided really young like okay, i'm gonna do that because yeah. it just felt really possible to me like i could do it and um and then, you know, I was, like, obsessed with it since I was 10. Like, Were you I, in plays in, like, high school oh, and yeah. stuff like that? I was in every single possible thing. Yeah? Yeah. And and I had these friends who convinced me to take uh, these theater classes in the community in the mm. West Island of Montreal. And just, like, you know, community, like, for a week, um, every weekend kind of thing, we'd go and, like, play improv and whatever. And then... And then um, we did the, like the show the little showcase at the end of the, i don't know how many months two months three months and and then when i walk on stage i had and i had like a vision of my life like walking on stage i had like a heart opening feeling where i felt my future it's really interesting to describe but i felt it but now i realize what that feeling is that's it like everybody feels it when there is what like, is that feeling it's the in the zone feeling like okay. even people who run feel it you know when you've just working out you just get to this place where you just feel alive and you feel like you're in the right place at the right time and you just feel that hmm. that flow so that feeling i've discovered is what i've been after okay acting was just the excuse to find the feeling yeah. And then the feeling led so me to So you found like, it in acting. I found it so young. I found it on stage. And I realized, oh my God, so that that feeling. Acting, I want to yeah. feel that forever. This is what I want. This is yeah. what I want. And then and then I and I followed that. Like I reached for it like for years and years and years. And then it seemed like it was acting, 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 which was. It was. I knew it was because through that avenue I found and met so many people and so many things and I went through so many different um it was like it was my path that led me to all these other things that I really was after, you know. So that's the cool thing is that I was after something I thought was my dream, but really what I was after was this like understanding of who I am and who we are and what it means to be a human and like what does it mean to be connected and how do I bring value to the world? And I realized, okay, that feeling it's like that feeling is joy, really. Mm. It's the joy that we feel when we're connected to ourselves which is the whole point of why I, I went through it. But I didn't know that. I, like That's me so reverse were, engineering all you this. You thought you were chasing the acting thing. Yes. But really, it was something that acting opened you up to. Exactly. Mm. 
Yeah. Now, did you, was there a difference in theater where it's live and it's, the, there's the moment, there's your feedback right away yeah. versus um, like television, like what you're doing now with Shadowhunter? Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Completely. Do you hide? So where did you still get, did you get that feeling when you were doing TV or? Uh, you get it in a, dif- in a different way. Mm. It comes with um, the people that you interact with. That's what I've realized. So your castmates, the directors, your castmates. and everyone like that. Directors sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sometimes. here we go. <laughs> the, you know, the production aspect of it is different, it's very different. Sure, there's, a big, sure, sure. there's a big disconnect between the actors and the production. And people don't know this mm-hmm. at all. They think it's all like one big thing. Yeah. But no, there's a big disconnect. There's, there's a void of understanding what artists are in the film industry. Yeah. Like, it's very strange and fascinating kind mm-hmm. of like cool to discover yeah but then um but then i realized yeah it's the people and and then and then the fans and what those things bring those are the really the things that are the most exciting and it's fun to be on set like once you know once action is called and you're like in the costume and everything's happening everybody's in this you know imagine the world of imagination that's the most fun too but you know there's a lot of um choppy kind of things about all of it sure. and aspects that aren't satisfying at all and getting to the set is a whole other, like auditioning and all that that's a whole other thing that is that's like what i was telling you before what becomes a job it's not mm. the flow of creativity anymore it's a yeah. whole other thing and that's that's why you get all kinds of people that are successful for so many different reasons it's not about talent at all it's not about talent at all it's not about um someone being an artist sometimes like a, a person that has almost no talent but is a genius business person it will be way more successful in that field because they understand that whole those other aspects that are void of creativity yeah but it's mind it's like a mind thing mm-hmm. it's mind and it's physical reality and it's interesting you have to you have to be in both worlds to be satisfied I could talk about all this forever and go really deep so well, you I've, have to I've, guide I've, me I've, I've got no talk okay. <laughs> yeah I mean uh, you know, and theater is also, you know, there's good and bad in all. Like, sure. The reason why I did so much theater is because I love the feeling and the connection and the live moment. And it's like a focused, magical feeling while the show is going on for a nice, like, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Film, it's not that at all. It happens for like 10 seconds like two minutes yeah. you know like sometimes scene, some yeah and it's sometimes because yeah. even when you're doing it on for tv and especially tv especially tv because it's so quick and stuff mm-hmm. it's like there's almost zero there's almost zero of that uh magical feeling yeah. sometimes it's there sometimes the whole crew is focused and um quiet and just there and it creates that thing but the theater is very different. But the thing about theater is that the rehearsal process can get Just very, yeah, yeah. very, very heavy and very like draining in a way. You know, even though art feeds you, it still is a draining thing, um, especially in like week three of rehearsal. And if it's not something I, I'm, I'm, I've become quite of like a, like a very selective. Mm-hmm. person about what i do because 
just the life force that it takes even though i know there's an infinite resource of it it's just is something i like the fastness of tv kind of like the turn around it's like okay we do we did this thing and now we're moving on and we yeah. did this thing and theater is like a big chunk of time and it takes a long time it's slow and then sometimes mm-hmm. you just get th- week three you have no idea what you're doing and if it's right and it's just like <laughs> this is just so heavy heavy see the heaviness i just and if you're not passionate about the project then it's even worse yeah and sometimes you know actors were like we want to work so we'll take anything sure. but i came to a point like I was just like, no, I'm not doing theater anymore unless it sparks like my entire soul and I need to do this show. Yeah. And is that when you started going more towards television? Yeah. 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 It's when I moved to Toronto and I was doing, uh, I was training at the CFC Actors Conservatory, which is now called the CBC Actors Conservatory. I was wondering when I saw, I I was curious when I saw that CBC. Yeah. Really? CBC has this thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's. um, So it used to be the CFC before. Yeah. Well, okay. It's still called the CFC, but that okay. specific uh, ah. category of the program okay. now is like sponsored, sponsored by CBC. By CBC. Ah. So they have to be called that. Okay, fair um, enough. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about the the um, the theater community in Montreal. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, is it all like French no. Quebecois? So yeah, so it... that's a whole other thing I didn't know about because oh, I was me. an immigrant kid. I had to go through French school. Okay. Yeah. I had to. Okay. So I went to. Elementary. But French is also spoken in Beirut, isn't it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So it's fine. I came yeah, from yeah. Switzerland, so I was already like there. Yeah. But um, anybody that isn't born in Quebec has to do it. Has to do. Okay. To create a French, you sure. know, culture. Yeah. If you have one parent that went to English school, then you're like saved from that. Yeah. And um, but I mean, it's a great thing, you know. I'm not saying sure. like, it's like a scary thing, but you know, French is a whole like other type of language is like has all these rules and it's all this thing mm-hmm. anyway it's french school um but in the english side of montreal yeah so the west of the island montreal's okay. an island yeah. west of the island is english okay east is french okay more okay and so i was in and they the, have battles on fridays yeah well <laughs> i mean it's it's a thing that's very divided i mean it's not it isn't like in reality everybody's blended and me and my friends we all mix french and english constantly yeah it's not like uh but you know you know we know like language and all that stuff and everybody's trying to conserve and save their culture without realizing that their culture is a mix of all other cultures but Mm -hmm. anyway it's a whole other thing um so french school french school french school until the end of high school and then and then we make a choice okay after high school where do we go you can go to we have in Quebec, CEGEP, which is like pre-university thing. Mm-hmm. It's like college. So in college, then you get to decide if you want to do the English route or the French route. Mm-hmm. Even though you're a French person, you can go to English. So I was like, well, acting, obviously, I'm going to go to English, like Hollywood, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I did. <laughs> I went to John Abbott College, did a three-year acting program in English. Barely spoke English before. But then I um, didn't know that the whole industry is completely divided if mm. you went through the english system the french industry they don't want you they don't even look at you they don't consider you even though i'm fully bilingual 100 mm-hmm. percent. and then it goes into sub branches where like for example you know representation is a whole subject now about casting and stuff in tv and film however every culture has a different understanding of representation and Mm. what they consider representation and 
you know, in English, there's these roles that are usually the colored person or the cultured person, these types of roles. And then in the French side, it's a whole other realm. Mm -hmm. And being an, an Arab person, but being a Mediterranean Arab who's mixed with all kinds of cultures like French because of colonization and all that, I don't look any, I don't really look Arab that much. Yeah. And people don't really know what to do with me. <laughs> Honestly, like, I that, like, so I laugh at it, but like, what, what does that feel like to you? It feels fine because I've yeah, always okay. felt in between worlds. Yeah. You know, I'm not really Lebanese and I'm not really Canadian, but I feel Canadian and yeah. I don't feel Lebanese, but I, I'm in between. So I've really young understood. Well, first of all, it took me a while to figure out, oh, people are different. Like, did you feel that you wanted to be a part of something or was no, it like no big deal? No, it was okay, never a big yeah, deal. I was just right. like, I'm a human. I'm on this yeah. planet. We're all here. We look different. Okay, yeah. cool. What is all this Fair. stuff about? People are like really attached to and intense about. Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, okay, people are like fighting about their clothes, but like our skin is like our spacesuits. Like why? What's going on? Where we end there? This is what we're fighting about? Anyway, very young. I was like, I'm a, I'm a kid of the universe. Mm. And because I was already in between and all that. So I... So I never really thought about it. And then, and, and I don't identify with that. So I don't get that response back from the world. So I've never really sure. experienced anything like any um, racism or things like that. Doesn't really happen to me. I think because I don't even perceive it mm. because it just goes right above my head. Like yeah. it just like falls off me because I don't identify with it. Like I'm already, I already have a self-perception that's infinite. So why would I look at someone who has a limited perception and identify with what they think I am. You know what I mean? That's so backwards. Sure, yeah. So, so yeah, it's never been a thing, but I've observed it and I'm, you know, most of my friends are from all around the world. So I've, I've noticed it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I realized, Oh my God, how, how like transparent it is now that I'm in the film industry so much, like how clearly everything is like, there's like a formula and it's so limited by, stupid aspects anyways so realize oh okay so these people are casting this type of person for this type of role because they come from this type of place and like that culture usually is like the best friend in this type of mm. show and then that's other show there will be usually like a person like that looks like this that plays this type of blah 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 and anyway all this to say in the french side i've noticed like when it comes to an arab character even though I'm an actor and my whole point is to play someone I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying you Arab right now just to like identify, to make it like a simple. But usually in that culture, I've noticed an Arab character will usually be from North Africa and they have a specific look mm. and they have specific hair. And it has to be like, what have people been conditioned to seeing this type of person before and so when they look at that character they have to have a it split second of understanding that, okay this person is this is from there is that yeah and it looks like that taxi driver who used to be a doctor exactly yeah see that has a specific look that yeah. we've all yeah, been yeah. trained to believe and see and it takes us a split second to understand okay mm. that's the type of thing we're seeing here so anyway then i realized oh you played a role like that didn't you like was it was it heartland like your character oh yeah but see that was a special that was a special one because okay. Because I will, I played a prince. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, I played a Saudi prince. Yeah. Which is very different, usually. Okay, I can see you. Yeah. It was nice. It was, <laughs> it was so fun. That was one of my favorite experiences. Okay. And 
Yeah, and it was a special thing because, like, you know, I kind of look like sort of a pharaoh type person. I understand that. So, <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was it was a cool thing, you know. Um, but also, again, the English side, the English perception of mm. culture and the French one is very separate, different. So you get different characters. So again, the French side, of especially Montreal, doesn't really know what to do with me. Yeah. And because I'm from the English world, they like have not really looked at me. But I have done French projects as an English actor, working with Quebecois people, yeah. speaking French with directors, yeah. but playing an English character. Mm. But I did recently almost get a role in a show that's out now. And again, I saw the casting. I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> way, way more like yeah. what you're looking for than what I look like. Because yeah. I'm ambiguous. Like, you're not Fair sure. Enough. So. So, yeah, anyway. So you missed out because from what I've been told, like Quebec has like a star system. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's on the French side. Yeah. Of things. It is. Okay. But so, things are bleeding. Things are bleeding mm, through. Like it's starting yeah. to blend, especially the new generation. Okay. It really is. And, uh, but yeah, but it was kind of a shocking thing for me to understand like, okay, so in their books, like I've not studied because I haven't learned their system. Mm. I've just kind of been pushed aside, which is fine for me because I was like, okay, well, I'm going away. I'm not going to stay in Quebec my whole life. Like, I'm going to go, even though their film industry is amazing and they create such good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I went off and um, did my thing. And now when I when they actually do call me in now, they're like, who are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> how, how come you're good? Why are you an actor? And I'm like, well, I just chose a different route, you know? Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, people that I've spoken to, again, another friend of Amira's, uh, Kelly McCormack. Oh my God. We had a chance I to love her. work with. In, yes, um, that's my DJ. That's my DJ. She's fan. She's with, with uh, DW, who's also yes. been here. Uh, okay, as well. good. Oh, these are like, this is my Toronto yeah. fam. Yeah. Um, tell, tell, all tell incredible people. That. Tell me about Tell me about that. Because, so now this, I'm, I'm going to assume it's different experience. Than working on something that you are just playing a role in, absolutely. Because that's my DJ. You were you were a producer, so you helped out. Yeah. Um, and I think this that season was you were the main character. Yeah. As well. So t tell me about that whole experience. There's nothing that compares to it. Creating your own content and the satisfaction that comes from that. Yeah. Is incomparable. No matter how big another production is. No matter how big the network seems, like Disney, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, great. But the the satisfaction that comes from creating your own baby with people you care about and seeing it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, that is just like, it does no, um, you can't compare it. It doesn't come from it. And it's another really interesting thing is that another thing they don't tell you <laughs> is that fame and getting big projects and things like that does not bring you joy mm. in the way that people think it does at all. Like yeah. fame gives you zero satisfaction, zero. Yeah. Um, those like that success that we are all sold is a doesn't exist. Like it's not a real thing. It, mm. It's intangible. Like it doesn't, we think it's big and higher and stuff because it's printed on big posters and it's on big screens. That is literally why we think it's on a higher plane mm. because it's nowhere. Because even if you see a person that's on a huge poster, they're a person in front of you in the mundane moment to moment life that we all experience, you know? Yeah. So even for them, that's not even them. Mm. 
you see like it's like they take our image and they print it on a giant posters and it's like wow look you've made it but it's like yeah but i'm still right here yeah in this moment that's a shadow of me it's like a shell it's an emptiness which is nice and sparkly yeah but in terms of like and it paid well yeah sometimes <laughs> you'd okay, be very enough. surprised though yeah. man people would be shocked sometimes shocked. well here's here's so here's what i've sort of guessed like so i take a look at someone like a george clooney okay right and i take a look at these big budget films he does yeah and then i take a look at some of the uh, out of left field things he'll do or he'll be a producer on right and i take a look at those and i say okay this is what i believe george is doing and we're on first name basis. <laughs> you know, I believe he does these things. He does he does these oceans eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, um, for money, mm-hmm. and then he takes all of that stuff, and he'll pour it into this project or this film that yeah, it's not sexy at all. There's no flash in it, but it tells an amazing story. Yeah, and he's a producer in it. Yeah. Um, and he acts in it, and I go, okay, I think this is what he's doing. He he'd rather continue to do that stuff. But he, he 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 funds it through Ocean's Eleven. Absolutely, you know that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yes, because like I was telling you, mm-hmm. the satisfaction that comes from doing something like that, you feel fulfilled. You feel like yeah. you're creating. You're creating. You're you not, get that joy you're not, feeling, right? You're not a channel for an agenda of mm. a corporation, which is very. It's it's really interesting because I like I I'm I'm obsessed with with knowing like what's behind everything and why are we doing certain things why is certain things glorified why what is the agenda like where are we going who are we all that stuff Mm -hmm. so for me when i get a script it's so obvious what is being agendaed in a story yeah story quote unquote because i tell you like most of those big things the story is the least important thing on the list tell me um how about i come back on the show and tell you like in a few years <laughs> then i'll tell you fair then i'll tell you fair i'm too i'm too soon i'm okay. too close <laughs> i'm too close but um there's a lot of agendas you know mm. people it's not people it's entities it's like so what was it about that's my dj that attracted you to that project and those people it was a, a purely organic thing that happened where I was doing my thing you know living in Toronto going to the scene the party scene discovering different events and things that people were doing meeting people and then you know I would go to a screening of this or an opening of that or and then I started noticing who's around me like who's orbiting around me and people that are on the same wavelength and just kind of popped into my existence like hey here you are hey hey you are again and DW was one of the person like that. Mm-hmm. And we had met before, but like didn't connect that it was her. And she was very bright to me. And, um, and you know, we just started seeing each other a few times. It's kind of like by, you know, coincidence, quote unquote. And then one day uh, she tells me, hey, I'm, uh, I'm doing, um, or actually I, I randomly ended up at her, at her, for the first season of That's My DJ, they had done like a fundraiser event to to show the trailer. And it was a party and I was there. And then sort of a year or two later, I we start running into each other. And then she tells me, hey, I'm, I'm premiering That's My DJ season one. Like we're doing a screening. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. I'll come. And then um, 
and then we and then I go and and I was such a fan of it because I'd never seen anything like that. It was just done by people and it was so good already. And I was like, my God, this is so great. And and then she said, uh, Hey, I'm 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 creating a a party. I'm a DJ. I'm creating a party. It's called Homebrew. Uh, I know that you draw. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, uh, do you want to draw my poster? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so we did. We were at this bar, and I was, like, starting to sketch it out on a paper or on a napkin or something. And then a week later, I had it done. She printed it, went to the party. There was, like, 15 people or something. It was, like, super small but so good. And then, and then fast forward three years later, 300 people are at that party. It's the fourth venue that it's moved to, and it's huge. And also, we're shooting at the party. It's like, because the cool thing about That's My DJ is that you see a bunch of places in Toronto that exist. You see um, locations, uh, Homebrew, which is a real party, which is this party I'm talking about, is in the story, and you see the characters creating that party in the same way, and my character draws the posters. It's kind of like life mimicking art. And, um, you know, by the end we had 300 people to shoot with at a party, you know, and it was real. It was yeah. a real thing, and it just grew and grew. But anyway, DW is a person I've seen get an idea and execute the idea, and, like, two months later, it's fully it fully exists and manifests and been so inspired by that. And so we had collaborated for a couple of years already just doing the posters, and never once did I think, oh, she's a director. Like, never once. It was just purely, like... Yeah passionate collaboration and then one day she and i was on heartland and, and it was airing and she invited me over and she knew i was a fan of that's my dj she invited me over to watch heartland we were doing it and then when the show ends she sits me down and she says uh so i've uh, watched everything you've done and i said what no way she's like yeah i, I watched all of it i'm like whoa thanks cool and she's like you're good and, and she's like i love how you interact with the fans and it was way, way smaller than it is now. And uh, I was like, yeah, I love doing that. That's what I've been building my whole life, sort of. And then she says, well, I want to tell you, like, we're doing season two of That's My DJ. And I was like, what? Awesome. And she said, and you're going to be in it. And I was like, no way. I'm like, what? No way. And I feel, kind of fell over because I was a fan of it, really, truly. Like, it was so good. And then she said, and I'm also doing season three, and you're the lead in the writing, and writing it for you. And I was just like, oh no, freaking way. And so, anyway, then I, I got involved, like, and it was DW and Emily Pickford, who is the, the lead actress of season two of That's My DJ, and a fantastic Canadian actress. And so, we were kind of like a little triangle of. It was kind of the heart of the whole thing because we began and we were very passionate. So we, we had this whole plan and and we just we did it and it kind of grew from the core. And then all these other amazing people got attached to it. Other of my best friends got involved with it. And it just grew, man. And and the, this thing is that I became a producer without really knowing that I was because I just did stuff. I just did stuff. And then by the end of it, DW told me, like, you know, you're a producer, right? because you've done all this stuff and I was just like whoa yeah I guess I am and uh it's kind of unexpected and then you know it's my it's my first lead in a series and first producing and we, now we've traveled the world because of it like I was in Korea for a festival wow. 
I was in Sicily for a festival this summer. Um, we were in Brazil. Um, so many different places it's been, you know, season two and three. And uh, it's like the satisfaction and the quality. And also there's no censorship. That's the thing is that there's no agenda other than telling a story, which is what I was saying before. Like mm. the agendas that networks have in so many different aspects, selling stuff, manipulating the perception of the audience for certain reasons and for certain goals. Like it's all in there. And so it prevents a real story to flow. It's choppy and a million different people with opinions are involved in editing everything. And it just ends up losing all of its essence once it comes out. Mm. Um, not all the time, but most of the time, like yeah. we have to, be real it's yeah. it's true there's think about how much tv there is out there uh, there's billions there's too much tv of, there's too much tv yeah but there's n there's only a few that are very very like good mm. like real good yeah. where they feed you and it it nourishes you, you have a favorite tv show i have so many my god yeah. okay yeah, my ultimate favorite <laughs> again no, it's gonna be real random but rupaul's drag race is like so good okay can we swear on the show no yeah that's an amazing show because um this the underlying message is so fantastic and i love competition shows and art mm. shows and it kind of brings all of those things together it's like america's next top model project runway yeah. uh extreme makeover home edition all like sort of bunched into one um but in terms of series uh yeah i've got so many like and it's funny because I'm in a show that kind of is like an offshoot of this show, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like my ultimate, ultimate show. Really? It's just br so brilliant. So yeah. I've watched it like 500 times <laughs> entirely. I know everything about it, every single thing. And, um, you know, Lost, such a good show. Mm. Uh, Oz, such a good show. Um, now... That was, I think Oz was before its time. Yeah. Like that was so good. It was like... So good. I can't remember what channel it used to come on. But I remember seeing that. That's a it's really HBO. good show. That's an HBO show. Uh -huh. They see HBO. They got it right real soon. Yeah. Yeah, and it was super ahead of its time. Yeah. And, um, so. you know, like the shows now that are that good, you know, This Is Us is so good. Uh, How many boxes of tissue do you go through per episode? I mean, I let it run. <laughs> I let it run on my face. I just love tears. Um, uh, Sense8, my gosh. So I cannot believe that that got you know why though it's because it's so it's too expensive it's, it's well yeah a one for yeah. sure but yeah. also it's so advanced yeah it's so consciousness expanding that and was a brilliant series it is just a brilliant series it's just so brilliant i mean yeah. they did a good job but even the way it ends is perfect like yeah but again this is what i'm telling you like what is media really doing and and is the goal of media to expand our consciousness that's a good question. Mm. So that's where you realize, okay, what stays on and why does it get cut off? Um, not always, obviously. There's like many reasons for stuff. Mm. Even, even our show, like the many reasons as to why it got canceled. But it's um, sometimes things are just too um, freeing or mm. they inspire kind of something that isn't on the agenda yeah. or things like that. And Things are changing, however, and that's the cool thing mm -hmm. is that now more people are creating. It's like what you were saying, George Clooney creating his own thing. Yeah. 
so many different people, Reese Witherspoon, like doing her own stuff. And that stuff comes out so good, yeah. good, good, so, so good quality stuff. And also we're in a weird period of in between, like I'm telling you, like, like George Clooney comes from a different world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Back then when they made like classic millions Hollywood, right? upon millions of dollars for a certain thing, like now, yeah. like try, try to get that. Yeah. You know, no, it's got, it's those, got to be, a, Mar- it's gotta be who, a Marvel movie now, right? Those are the ones that get the, get the money. It seems. Yeah, but do they like? I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I mean, sure, you do get more, yeah. and it's like you know when it's big and stuff like that. Yeah, there is good money stuff, but um, now we have to find new ways of, of, which is so exciting and like honestly, what I want. Like, I want to create my own fortune. I don't mm. want like someone to give it to me, and that's why I'm doing the whole music thing too. Is because I love acting, but I don't like to be a piece of flesh that a corporation uses mm. to you know like i just i'm not about that yeah like, i just don't want to which go which is why you enjoyed that's my dj like you had a you were part of a group that created yeah this piece of art yes just independent yes satisfying yeah. telling a real real story about real people speaking in a real way yeah not like convol- convoluted like awful line that's not real like people would never speak like that for example so much tv is like that because depending you know like obviously we're not gonna go swear on networks and stuff like that family channels and all that but but there is some there's a way yeah but it's like annoying when you can't speak the normal way yeah and you have to like find a way to like make it work which is fine too and fun and i'm also involved in it Mm -hmm. is there a desire to to get something like that's my dj to the masses, yeah. whether it is on an HBO or a Netflix or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it would be great. I mean, and does that does that get in the way of the art, or you focus on the art and? Yeah, it's uh, two different things. It's mm. like, but it's cool because I've learned this, and I'm now I'm excited about the business aspect. Like before, I was saying like the heart and the and the mind, right? Yeah. The heart is the arts, the creativity. The mind is the business. It's like putting the pieces together. It's planning goals. It's 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 uh, executing plans. It's uh, understanding like the physical aspect of creating something versus like the ethereal, uh, like spiritual creative life force sort of aspect um but the business side is really interesting but yeah once you create the art then you have to sell it right so that's a whole other game yeah and really fun i'm not involved in it for that's my dj like that's up to dw and her team who created that to uh sell it with her agency and stuff but um yes that's the goal Uh, i've been trying to sell it the cool thing is it's inspired other shows nice including one on netflix that dw worked on which one the Idris Alba new show about DJing on Netflix. They actually saw our series You're kidding and contacted me. DW so that we could help them with their show. So DW has credit on that? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. I don't know if I spoiled it. No, no, no. She, she's released it. Okay. She's released it. It's all good. But um, but see. I ain't editing this. <laughs> no, no, no. no I don't. But no, no. Yeah, that's uh, so that was shot in the UK uh, this past year. I'm so happy. It's epic. That's amazing. See, and they wanted advice from us. This big ass network. That is so cool. Yeah. So things like that are cool. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my DJ. Is it going to become its own show? Maybe. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. And that's our kind of a, our goal too. We're still open to try to fit it in different places. We've pitched it to like to almost every network possible. Yeah. It's just, you know, it depends. Sure. Yeah. 
Shadowhunters, when that came along, did you know how massive? Like, I, I've never read the books. I just found out it's a book series yeah. and all this stuff. Um, but did you know how big it was or how big it was going to be? I didn't. I guess when you joined, it was it, it already existed, right? It was already big. I came into the beginning. Like, it's big because the series have been big hmm. since before. And I, and I recognized them eventually. But no, yeah. when I, uh, this is the first time. The first interaction I had with it yeah. was getting an email f- from my agents being like, can you send us an audition for this? And I said, Shadowhunters no idea i read really quickly like because i was uh, out in in a cottage like up north with my friends and i read that it was taking place in like a police station that scene so i was like oh it's a cop show like another cop show i'm like okay uh can someone help me shoot this thing i just (laughs) like i did it so i was like oh this is the worst i I actually thought it was like one of my worst auditions because i had done so many that that year like i had done like a hundred or something and put it together in two seconds with nobody's an actor around me like looked at it i was like this is awful and i remember this casting director i'm like oh she, oh she probably hates me i send her like crap all the time and i sent it off and then didn't think about it and then a week later i got another call for it and then it was for a different character and then i i looked at it and i was like wait the mortal instruments and then i went and i googled it and i was like oh my god the mortal instruments it's that and then and then i went and i discovered okay there's a whole reality there's already so much art of the characters that existed and all this lore and all this stuff so i started reading and i was like oh my gosh this is actually really cool and so and i recognized it and then i delved in then i delved in because i was like okay this is really exciting and it's the type of world i love and all that stuff so you know, I'm the type of actor that like wants to be in a fantasy show. Like, yeah. I'm not really down for a hospital show. You know, <laughs> it's not my thing. Uh, and uh, which are great too. It's sure. just not what I'm excited about. And um, so yeah, so then I and I went in. I finally went in for that audition uh, for a different character. Did it. Left. It was cool. And then kind of kept track with it because on Instagram they had started releasing one by one who the cast people mm. were. And I would just feel, I just felt this sense of like, I like, I belong there. I feel like I belong there. So I met these people. I would see who now are my like amazing friends and family. Like we've had so many experiences and we continue to. And, but I just had this calling. And, and then a week later after that second audition, I got a third call, which was for Meliorn for the character I play now. And that I saw, it was like, it's they're elves, but they're fairies in that reality. I saw and I was like, oh my God, that's the one. That's like, I'm like, that's the race of beings that I want to be in that mm-hmm. in that universe. And when I saw the Melyorn like arts and everything, I was like, that's me, that's mine, that's mine. I mm-hmm. knew it. And then and then they started releasing the, the cast and I was just like, yes, I feel it. Like I belong there. But that was all quiet within yeah. myself. Like I just an inner feeling. And I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. Went in to my third audition, did it. And it just wasn't, it just didn't, it didn't work. Like it didn't feel like I wanted it to feel. Mm. I left there feeling like, oh shit, like I, I messed it up. And then, which never happens into this, this, what I'm going to say next never happens. Yeah. Not me messing up that happens. Um, I left and the casting director called me back a few couple of days later and said, they said, that they w- they gave me notes to redo the audition, which is a really good sign. And I went in, and one of them was like, 
can you keep your head down? <laughs> I know it's really random, but it's literally it was a physical thing, which even even they do even less. Like when they're really interesting, then you get specific notes, then you know, okay, it's, something's going on. They, mm. they might be interested. So then I went for a fourth audition, and then my fifth audition was a month after my initial initial audition. So like that was a whole month process. And then I went in the room, and it was the casting director doing the audition, only her in the room. Totally new feeling. She sat me down. It was super casual. And who was my reader? It was Emily Pickford, who is my super good friend from That's My DJ. Oh, my goodness. So family was there reading with me. Yeah. It just felt like perfect. And um, the two other guys that was were reading for it uh, were completely different looking. Completely. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was, I think, like a Thursday. And then on the Monday... I found out I had the role and right away it was like, okay, you have to do a video for the fandom. They're going to post it at 1 PM. Um, and then they announced, they announced my, my role on the internet, the press mm-hmm. release. And, and then my phone, like ever since then, like my notifications have turned off because it went insane. Yeah. Like my phone wasn't working anymore because it was just like it went crazy and the fans just like completely embraced all of us really mm-hmm. because we are representations of characters they love from yeah. so long ago and they've taken us in and have accepted us and like loved us so much and still will forever. Mm-hmm. It's just this incredible thing and yeah, it's just it was just amazing. Like so, I. I when I realized what it was like, then I started feeling like, and in a way I've always known I was going to do something like this. I've prepared for it. What is it about whole this, life. this role in this show? So it's about, okay. So in that reality, it's like, there is a race of humans that mm. are angel blooded. They're like hybrid angel humans. Okay. Okay. So like a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, an angel came down and gave the first shadow hunt because his name was something shadow hunter. So they gave that specific human, like the, the human drank some of the blood of the angel and then it mixed it and created this, this race of beings. And yeah. then they became sort of like the protectors of humanity against the demons. Mm. Okay. But it kind of went to their head and they became like an elite secret society of humans with angel blood. Mm-hmm. At the same time, demons also mixed their bloods with humanity, created hybrid demon-blooded creatures. Some of it, some of it is like demon diseases. Some mm-hmm. of it is demon, um, just fused mixed blood that creates like okay warlocks, um, things like that. Like a demon disease is uh, vampires and werewolves. That's like a blood disease mixed with demon oh, okay. so creates that. Um, and then there's also angelic and demonic hybrids oh my goodness so half angel half demon everyone's having sex with everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so half angel half demon creates creatures that are like my character okay that is essentially an elf okay it's an elf yeah but in that universe it's a fairy mm. elves are different in our universe but really it's like what we know as like legolas and lord of the rings and stuff these are the elves that's what the seelies in that world are okay so that's what my character is so half angel, half demon creates these like hybrid creatures that could be mermaids, elves, uh, fairies, pixies, like things like that. All right. okay, so th- all those beings exist. And it's kind of like the Harry-, Harry Potter world where humans are, they're called mundanes in this world. Mm-hmm. And they can't see 
any of that magical stuff. Oh. Humans are just like oblivious to yeah. it. They just can't see it. Um, which is a good parallel to our reality too. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, so um, my character, they live in their own dimension, which is the Sealy realm, the fairy realm. And Meliorn is the queen of fairies right-hand man. So he's her knight, her Sealy knight. Like okay. he's her elf knight. He... Um, does everything for her. He represents her at the council. He does missions for her. He's like, he's the representative of the, of the queen and is also like the lead general of the army and all that. So, uh, the fairies are kind of like, you know, they're not evil and they're not good. Mm -hmm. They don't really blend in with the whole drama. They observe, they've been alive the longest. They've okay. been there since like Adam and Eve and they've observed humanity and all its drama and they only get involved when, a, it's beneficial to them, and when it comes down to it, they'll join the side of the winning team. Okay. Because they know they can influence everything anyways, and they don't really care. They live forever. They don't care about what's <laughs> going on. They know they'll still be there, so they only get involved when it's beneficial to them. And if you get involved with them, like there's always a twist. There's always something bad that comes with it. So if you make a deal with a fairy, it's not a good yeah. thing. So that's where our characters are from. And then, you know, the whole story is basically the new generation of Shadowhunters comes in and these new people with, like, new intentions. And it's very much like a parallel to our world where, you know, we don't see differences. And it's kind of the same. The new generations of Shadowhunters come in and they 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 they, they don't see a difference between a downworlder, which is... So a downworlder is the creatures that are not Shadowhunters because Shadowhunters have pure blood, right? They angel blood. So they're the pure race. And then everything else is like dirty to certain ones. So the old generation. So there was a whole genocide thing going on before where they tried to kill off all the downworlders and all that stuff. And Valentine was like heading this whole army and all those things. And then Clary, who's the lead character of this whole story, Valentine was her dad, but she didn't know it. She didn't even know she was part of that of that legacy. So it starts off. She she in our show she's eighteen, discovers Oh, so I'm a shadow hunter. I'm part of this whole thing. I had no idea it existed. She starts seeing all of the stuff. Like the glamour doesn't work on her anymore. She can see the, the shadow realm and all that. And discovers all these, all, all these beings. And Melion is one of them. And uh, it's interesting with him because he joins the fight sometimes. And sometimes he's against them. Sometimes he's with them. But now this season, we're going to see like him finally make the choice mm -hmm. of which side, which side he's on. Because the queen... He's like enslaved to the Queen of Fairies. There's a whole reason for it, but it doesn't really go into it in the show. There's like no time, really. There could have been. It's just not what's been done. And um, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of my character. And now we see more of the fairies. And it's always that case. It's always like the elves are the last. The elves are the ones we want to see the most, and we see them the least at all in all things. You know, um, it was like that for True Blood, too. I don't know if you remember. No. True Blood was kind of the same thing. Angels, demons. Uh, yeah. Uh, vampires, witches, warlocks, um, werewolves, and fairies. It's sort of the same thing. And then we'll also we saw them the least. Uh, same thing, Lord of the Rings. Like we see them the least. We were like, they're the coolest. So yeah. Anyway, but it's got a huge fandom. It does. Enormous. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Giant. And and you have a way of interacting with, I guess, your followers, your the people have connected with you. Yeah. 
um, online, like when you were when you released your first single, um, like you were talking like directly to them, and you were talking, you were saying we and yes, you, that's what you know. it is. Yeah. Yes, because so, well, a they're they're they've made my career, and they will mm. continue to. Yeah, and the fans are who make someone's career. Mm. They really do. Like, you know, they really do. No matter, you know, after after a big show ends, what's left? The fans. Like, you're, you're put aside in terms of, like, the film industry. Like, they don't care. Mm-hmm. No one's going to give you. Like, sometimes they'll give you another job. Like, yeah, Freeform's been really nice to me because they've rehired me. Like, they hired me in Shadowhunters. Yeah. They used to be ABC Family. Yeah. One of my first movies, it was an ABC Family movie. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that because they've took me back on. They've mm-hmm. obviously knew who I was and took me on again. So that's a very nice thing. But in general, it doesn't come from that source. Mm. You won't get it from that, but you will get it from the fans. Like fans make people's careers, especially for artists. And and it's weird that some people don't understand that, but it d- depends what kind of artist you want to be. You know, there's all kinds of different... And Instagram and stuff like that is really interesting because there's all kinds of people for all kinds of reasons that are famous for all different types of reasons. You know, sure. it's either it's some of them is because they're beautiful and mm-hmm. others because they're very talented or others is because they make cool sculptures. You know, there's so many different types. So you can't really compare between them. Mm-hmm. But it is obvious to me that the fans are what will continue to generate um my life like and they've changed my life like the reason i'm traveling the world now is because is, is because of them mm-hmm. you know it's it's because of them and the events that are being created because of the fans uh disney is not doing that for us they're not yeah you know they're doing their own stuff now we're in a different phase where it's the fandom itself that's generating this thing that's allowing us to interact with them and all that stuff and you know going around the world and and especially for mu- music and the music. And it's really because I've really understood that fans create an artist and create the success of an artist, especially for music. Mm-hmm. Like, I see my own friends sharing Ariana Grande's album like a million times a week. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, wow, how cool that I'm seeing it in live. Like, I'm seeing it live, the spreading of her art by my peers mm-hmm. is they're sharing her st- you know what i mean like yeah. fans are the best promotion ever okay first of all the fans did all the promotion for our show especially this past year they've bought billboards all over the world yeah i heard about that fans paid for billboards yes they've paid to advertise for yes the show? yes i haven't seen one poster of wow. non-fan yeah i haven't seen one i've seen a poster in korea that was yeah. enormous yeah I've My seen, fans. yes, I've seen on a side of a bus in London. Mm-hmm. I've seen a, a billboard poster in Times Square, Times Square. Yeah. Uh, in L.A. But when they were trying to save the show too, mm. save Shadowhunters, the hashtag that they've created. That one of the first thing they did was they bought a plane pulling the yeah. hashtag above the Netflix. Um, I heard about that. Home base in L.A. Yeah. Uh, f- they did a billboard here in Toronto above Canadian Tire. They did uh, like so many crazy ones. And then, you know, we started telling them like, hey guys, like your money, uh, <laughs> like do something with it, you know? Yeah. Because at that point we knew that the show wasn't going to get picked up necessarily because mm-hmm. 
we knew the inner works of who was fighting for what and why it got canceled mm -hmm. and who's holding on tight and who's not and what would allow a show to come back. Um, so, you know, we were like, yo, do something with your money. So they've raised like thousands and thousands of dollars for the Trevor Project. And, you know, what is the Trevor Project? The Trevor Project is a charity that uh, it's a big LGBT one. And it's really amazing. Um, and, you know, they've really discovered that their, their power as a collective is very strong. Like, we just won People's Choice Award. We won four People's Choice Awards this past People's Choice Awards. Mm -hmm. um, best binge-worthy show 2018. Uh, what was the other one? Mm, I think it was just best show 2018, something crazy like that. And then uh, best actress and best actor for um, Kat and Harry. And most people were like, what is this show? Okay, like it's so crazy because it's very popular around the world, but it's not as big in terms of like comparing it to other big shows like that is super popular. Like This Is Us was running off like opposite us. Uh, Viola Davis was an another nominee for this. Like this, these are crazy names, and and us and um, especially for a show that's canceled is like so odd. So, and we won after being canceled. It's so special. Anyway, the fans have proven time and time again how epic they are. And, um, you know, they're very sad thinking it's over, but I keep trying to remind them like this, this, what we have, like what we've built all of us together, connection we have, it's not going to end. It's not going to end at all. It's just beginning really. Also, we all have careers and they're going to be with us the entire time. And I'm realize how I could evolve the connection into something even stronger and long lasting and even more personal. And that's music because of how I connect to my favorite pop stars mm -hmm. and they're with me all the time, you know, on my journeys and on my travels and stuff. Um, that's how I kind of want to, also I want to remind them of the future that we all have and to honor the past, obviously, but that there is no end. Like it's not an end at all. Especially if you focus on the actual, um, fan-offs of the story. Us, we're, we're the mortal instruments, but there's also the infernal devices. There's Lady Midnight. There's like all those, oh. those different ones. Um, my characters and other and others as well. But then also it's some of the ancestors of the characters. It's cool. It's like a, such a big timeline and parallel realities and all that stuff. So there is tons of stuff, and there will. I'm pretty sure there will be reboots of that world. Um, probably another show is going to do some sort of other portion of that story, you know, at some point. So it's not over for them, you know. They're just sad, like they want us and stuff like that. But we, A, there's a whole season that just started continuing. And then there's the finale film, I call it, that's coming at the end. end. Um, yeah, they're just amazing, you know. And, and I've understood fast. Like, and I've been doing a lot of research about the music industry and how I wanted to release my stuff. Do I want to have a label? Do I not? Do I want to do it myself? Do I want to all that stuff? And realize like, yeah, man, like so much of the research I've done has such a big emphasis on fans. How are your fans? How to build a fan base? How to build a fan base? How to build a fan base? Keep your fan, 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 fan. And I'm like, well, I've, I've got one. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's pulsing. It's alive. It's, it's real. And, you know, and I'm very aware of, like, what's real and what's not real. I know 
what feels satisfying and what does it what fills me and what doesn't what feeds the soul and what does it like it's very and how did i discover this you know as a teen having dreams and 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 then accomplishing some of them and realizing oh this is it like this is what it does it does nothing <laughs> like it's fun but instead in the moment it's great and it, and it passes and red carpets and things fun so fun like such fun but but it, it's just a moment like red carpets last two seconds like people don't know this two seconds you're on it two seconds move on the, the thing is set up it's beautiful it's fun everybody's there then it's done that takes that is be, that they take it down yeah. the event is done it, it gets taken down and then you're just back to reality you know okay but the thing reality reality in this sense i just mean like day to day like normal um but really reality is a really amazing magical thing but but the the whole like success and like oh my god you're gonna be in magazines and all that stuff like it's just intangible it's mm -hmm. just you cannot touch it it's nowhere and that i've discovered you know like oh my god one of my dreams came true i'm in this thing and then the thing happens and then i'm like oh but how come i feel the same and so these triggered all my my sort of understandings it's like oh okay, okay that's not what what brings you fulfillment it's the uh, it's the other things it's the people yeah so what is it i'm curious because at the beginning it was when you were acting when yeah. you first stepped on a theater stage right there was that that joy that you felt so that's what i'm talking right? about that so, is what's real so tell me about so the music aspect yeah and the fans so i'm yeah. really curious about this because unless you perform it yeah in a crowd where does that joy come from outside of that experience it's making it it's okay. in the moment of making right. the music yeah it's okay. singing it's so it doesn't necessarily have to be i don't know it doesn't have to be shared or, or anything okay. no no right. okay no that's the thing that that whole other aspect of sharing mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet necessarily to me mm -hmm. in that way yet yeah. i'm very excited for that yeah. like extremely um the process of making music and singing alone like i do that for hours in my house like yeah. hours and it's so oh, you feel so alive like you feel so alive and then doing it with my friend uh dylan dln producer name my best friend for 10 years and we do it together and it just like you feel uh, just so alive and then you listen to what you did and you're just like oh my god that's me like that sounds so cool like i'm so, <laughs> and you dream and you dream and you feel like just and it's just this feeling that's just doesn't compare and um it's more fun it's more fun i have to say it it's just more way more fun like so much about the music industry i find more fun the fashion is more fun the lights are more fun it's the moment how would you more describe fun. your music it's pop music okay it's like ultimate pop yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, just, I love pop music yeah. i think it's the coolest but yeah. obviously there's a lot of influences like sure, trap sure. hip-hop uh, house yeah tropical house okay I have a lot of tropical tracks, I think, like nice summer, like, you know, um, we're trying to stay current. Like we're trying to create something that people want to hear that, that we want to hear, especially that mm -hmm. I want to like my own music. And I think we are like we're fans of it. So it doesn't really matter like what people think. It honestly doesn't really matter. So is acting in the rearview mirror for you now? In a way it is, but it never will be, you know, yeah. and as I'm young, like 
the peak of my career is in like 20 years truly that's for a man like that's when it's like the big roles when you're older you know the most like satisfying ones i think Mm -hmm. so i've always looked forward to like my 40s and like my 50s i've always known me too i'm looking forward (laughs) (laughs) no but i feel like the more interesting roles is that that's when they are and sure yeah for a guy yeah which is too bad Mm -hmm. i feel like women are changing that now um so many amazing roles okay grace and frankie i'm just obsessed that show right now i'm just watching okay binging it and it's just brilliant and see that makes me happy that makes me excited um i'm just not worried about acting anymore in the way i was Mm -hmm. i just wanted to make it happen so bad my whole teens and all and now it's 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 real and and you know something that's that all actors feel is that we're never we're never complete like we never feel like we we've reached it that it you know we're always like no but there's another one that's bigger and like i'm gonna be more famous and i'm gonna get the better roles because i'm famous and i'm gonna get all those things and blah 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 and but then those things don't give you satisfaction it's such a weird thing i tell you like it's like it's nuts it's kind of a really insane insane Mm -hmm. choice of career and all that but you know, if you didn't love it, like I would tell someone, like, you know, don't don't do it, <laughs> don't do it, if you don't, don't do it if you don't know what the real thing about it is. Mm. It's not what people see, you know. Even on set, it's so fun, but like, it's not at all the glamorous way it looks. Like, it's not. It's really just not. Um, I don't forgot what the question was, but. Oh yeah, this is in back room. No, no, it's not. I've, I I have uh, shows coming out that I'm doing. I'm just going to Arizona now to shoot a feature. Like I, I'm always going to be doing it. Yeah. You know, and I know there's another big series out there that I'll be part of, that I'll be in love with, and I'll have amazing people in, and and I'm very looking forward to that. Um, I just don't put uh like any importance the way I used to onto it mm. for my self. Uh acceptance and sort of um worth yeah i don't associate my self-worth with what role i have Mm -hmm. which is a big thing for actors huge yeah like and it's interesting in canada especially it's something people don't realize is that a lot of u.s productions come here and it's sad but the canadian industry like bends and sort of kneels down and gives everything to to make the u.s people feel like higher mm-hmm. and they even do they even crush canadian talent down so that they can raise up us talent our own people i'm telling you something that i despise and fight for constantly i i, I heard that it's easier that that canadian networks um it's cheaper for them to buy american shows than it is to create and produce a canadian show so they'll invariably tell many um canadian actors or producers or 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 people that are creating stuff listen go sell it to abc or nbc or whatever um and we'll buy it from them because it's cheaper for us to do that than to yeah create something on our own yeah but that's true that's Mm -hmm. the way the the, the commerce is and it's fine yeah and and kind of cool like you know sure do that yeah. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of Amer- Canadians go off, become Americans, and then they get hired here to yeah. play a lead role. Yeah. You know? And 
but it's just it shouldn't be that way in terms of like um feeding into that thing and it's really too bad and 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 then i don't take it so i don't play the game Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why sometimes people don't really know what to do with me because i i'm doing it in my own way Mm -hmm. and um that's why i'm really creating my music thing it's it's gonna it's a way for me to detach from being dependent on an outside source to give me a career i'm not into that Mm -hmm. at all I'm excited to be part of really cool projects that are with cool people. And yes, I want to work with the big things, but I'm not going to wait for it, you know? So I'm creating my own little empire right now. And I've got like amazing interactions that are, the fans are like extremely talented. I, I'm a fan of this fandom because of how talented they are. And my whole strategy for the music is to have the fans generate the content. Mm. They're creating the art the cover art, the fashion, the merch, all that stuff. It's going to come from them. Hmm. And, you know, I've said a little bit about it. They have, I haven't told them yet exactly. But, yeah, absolutely. That's how it's going to be. Because of how incredible their talent is, I'm amazed. Every single day I get blown away. Not only how fast it comes out, like something, a, a trailer airs, and five seconds later there's a painting of it. And it's brilliant, yeah. brilliant beyond anything I could tell you. Like, it's just so incredible. And it's the new gen, you know, they do that on their, on their tablets in like five seconds. And they're so talented because they've grown up with like YouTube tutorials and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like forever. So, so yeah, it's going to be a really exciting thing. And, it's, you know, it just, it's like a freedom. And, and I've really noticed like the less I put pressure on, getting a role or getting acting or whatever the more it flows it's the same for money it's the same for joy it's the same for anything it's like when you're not tense about it then it comes in it's like when you're not looking for a lover then you meet someone it's like that same type of thing you know so i've found a cool sort of peace and relaxed point to be in about the whole acting thing and now i'm getting like cool offers from friends that are producers that are doing stuff that are inviting me to shoot and it's great it feels so nice and i feel respected and i feel like they actually care about my work and my presence there and you know care about the story excuse me the story um different in a big machine you know it's like it's weird when someone hires you and they don't know who you are or they don't say hi or that i'm expected to go be like thank you for this when i don't know it's just this whole weird thing like i mean it's i'm discovering every day how this industry works and one thing i've realized is that nobody knows how it works (laughs) that's one thing for sure it's like nobody has any really idea how it functions. Like there is no formula to do it a certain way. And truly the way to do it is to carve your own path. And then then you become yourself. Then you have a career. Then you have a thing. And so many super successful like CEOs and, um, you know, hip hop moguls and like all those people, they've done it their own way. And that's why they've become who they are. Mm. You can't take the path that's been done before because it won't lead the same place it just doesn't and it's and and we think it does so people try to do it a certain way because they've seen someone else do it but there is there is no path like that so it's really about finding your own and then then you discover something that just unlocks this like 
abundant flow of who you are in so many ways everything expands you know and that's how i feel that the music is for me like it's really it'll allow everything to flow together because i do so many different arts like you said in the beginning yeah. and i've always had a kind of a struggle to be like who am i like wh what do i do how do i do all those different things that i like and in a way choosing acting made sense to me because film has all those arts involved in them you yeah. know it has all the different arts put together so that was a way it's like okay i'll do that and then the other ones will come in and uh so now music is sort of the same thing and i don't know i'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because it's new for me in terms of like putting myself out there as an artist but at the same time i know it's so right and um i'm so excited right you don't even realize how excited like i can't even describe it and it's like something i can't share until it's there but at the same time i don't know what it's gonna look like 100 percent because it becomes more with the fans you know it's like lady gaga became gaga because of how the fans took it and yeah. made it was it her little monsters exactly yeah. see that didn't exist before mm. it really became because the fans were there and she noticed it and played with it and became it and just grew and grew and grew so i'm excited to see where it goes i'll continue chasing that joy i will thanks for this jade thank you it's been great it's so great